Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, bono, but bono, bon, but on girl, but bono, bon, but on bitch. You ain't even gonna believe. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It's your girl, Hadia Robinson. That intro is dedicated to everybody that got some juicy ass tea, some good ass gossip, but you just can't go into gossip. Like, you gotta build into gossip. You know what I mean? Like, when you got something to tell somebody, you don't just be like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then da-da-da-da. No. It's like a good-ass movie, right? When you're watching a good movie, right before the big climax, before the big reveal, the music is building. It's a crescendo. It's the same thing. Girl, you be like, bitch, what? <laughs> Thank you guys for coming back for another week. Really uh, thankful for everybody that hit me up inbox messages, tweets, all that. Just saying how happy you you guys are that the podcast is back. It absolutely means a lot. I'm so happy to be back. Um, yeah, man. It's just look at the end of the day. This is therapy for both of us. It's hopefully it's therapy for y'all to listen, get y'all laugh on. It's ther- therapy for me to get the anger out. Because a lot of this stuff you holding in and you just boiling and you like, oh, I need to talk to somebody. But you don't know who you can talk to. You definitely can't talk to the people at work because you don't know if y'all on the same page. Next thing you know, they going to the office, going to talk to the supervisor. Like, I think she has some anger issues. And you like, bitch, I thought we was having a good ass time. I thought you got what the fuck I was talking about. That's the last time I treat you to some drinks after work, you fucking snitch. <laughs> um. So just know that I'm that friend, I'm that coworker, I'm that confidant. You know, your anger is my anger. We basically saying the same thing. That's why a lot of times I'll be like, I'm not gonna do this because I feel like, you know, y'all know what the, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Um, let me see. Black Panther is already sold out. So for the people who don't have your ticket, I don't know what to tell you. Um. I feel like if even if you don't have a ticket, you should just go to the movie theater and just watch people file in. It's like when people go to the prom. I don't know if y'all do this in other cities, but definitely in Flint, <clears throat> when the kids go to prom, I feel like it's probably everywhere. But when the kids go to prom, everybody kind of goes out there and watch the people, like watch the limos pull up, watch to see what kind of outfits they're going to get out in. That's why, let me tell you something. That's why a lot of these high school movies that have kids in it and they show the prom, I'll be like, what school is this? Because the prom was a big ass deal. The prom was like, <laughs> was like the Oscars red carpet. You understand me? Like kids, families went out. Okay. On them outfits. It was going down. It was dead ass serious. Not even just the outfits, the cars. I'm talking about, remember that episode of the Cosby show when Theo was going to the prom and he was trying to figure out what he was going to do. And they straight was like, Oh, we going to get a helicopter, that kind of shit. Like people coming up in horse and carriage helicopters. They showing up like, yo, this is never mind the fact that they blowing money that they could be using for college. And I'm sure most of them got to college was like at hungry as hell in the room, <laughs> eating an unboiled hot dog. Like <laughs> I spent $3,000. <laughs> Oh, and I'm reading off of I'm reading pages from the uh, <laughs> that I photocopy out of somebody's book because I couldn't afford the book. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Yolo, you only live once. Do you know? 
I'm just saying, yeah, might not have been the smartest use of, uh, anyway, anyway, when, this is no, this is judgment free. No, not the whole podcast, this portion. <laughs> the podcast, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I feel like I'm going to go to every showing of Black Panther and just watch people fall in. I want to see all the ill, because you know, people is going to be doing the absolute most. Black people have been waiting on this movie since before, you know, before it was even announced. We've been, we've been waiting on this shit. We've been waiting on a real ass movie that with black people in their own country being fly as fuck, got money, got technology, all that shit, right? Boom. And we got our own superheroes. And anyway, <sighs> let me calm down. I'm actually like legit excited. I'm a little bit out of breath. That's how excited I am for Black Panther. So, you know, of course, it's finally here. It's about it's about to go down. And just black people being black people, you we we're gonna do the most. I'm saying we because we all have our moments just as a people where we do the most. You know somebody is coming in there with straight up like spears, shields, like uh, somebody going to come in there riding an ostrich. Somebody going to come in there with a live ass panther. Some some girl going to come in there with like straight back to the motherland, titties out, long hair, don't care, just like and what, right? People going to come up in there with, like, full body face painting, all that shit. Like, ain't even done no actual research. Just straight went into some old National Ge Geographic pictures. Like, boom, I'm wearing that, right? And I'm with it. I'm absolutely with it. Like, yes, this is it. This is our cosplay. This is going to be, you know how white people dress up and they want to come up in the theater like Darth Vader and shit like that? Although I don't think no white person should be able to dress up in shit that you can't see their face and come into no movie theater because we know white people in movie theaters. Yeah, that's a problem. See, black people be in a the movie theater and fight. That's just going to be between them people. And maybe some people get hurt in the, in the process. White people, if they come into the movie theaters to pop off, they come in to kill everybody. They're not there to kill somebody specifically. They're not looking for one person. They're not looking for the motherfucker that jumped their cousin and stole their parking spot and, you know, had sex with their girlfriend. No. They're like, yo, I'm going in here to kill everybody in this theater. Black people are like, yo, I know that bitch going to be there. Me and her done had beef for I don't know how long. It's going down, right? And most of the time, once they start arguing, you got a, you got at least three to five seconds to get your shit and get out of the movie theater. There is there's a window when you know it's about to go down and you can run. White people, that door open, it's going down. No warning. You don't get no window it's a wrap. Boom. So back, what I'm saying, though, is this is our cosplay. This is our moment. This is our big-ass red carpet. This is the Oscars for black people. Yo, I'm going to be out there with popcorn just sitting in the lobby. lobby. <laughs> like, yes, bitch, you did that. <laughs> yes. Okay, King. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know it's going to be like five people in a group come in doing a whole dance routine from coming to America. You know... They are going, I hope these flower shops are ordering extra flowers and rose petals because I know they're going to run out of flowers. That whole week, that <laughs> the whole first week that Pan the Black Panther dropped, it's a wrap. 
it's gonna be rose petals everywhere you understand me motherfuckers gonna be dumping rose petals from the parking lot through into the seat where people is sitting and the way these tickets are selling it's gonna be rose petals all the way to the front of that dang on theater you hear me it, uh, look, Black Panther has sold more tickets than any other Marvel movie in just in its first 24 hours. There's no other Marvel movie that has sold this many tickets in the first 24 hours. And I believe that because normally I'm like, I'll go like Wolverine. I'll go see that. And I'm like excited about it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen an X-Men movie and was like, yo, I got to see that before. No, I haven't. Even the Avengers, I think the only Avengers where I was like, yo, I want to get a ticket the day of was like um, maybe the very first one because I love Iron Man. I ain't do it for none of the Iron Mans, none of the Thors, even though um, him, him's were, whoo, that mother was, whoo, <laughs> hey. Anyway, um, so this is just exciting. I'm really, really hoping that this leads to like a bunch of other movies because I feel like Marvel right now is combing through the archives. Like any black person we didn't seen, did we ever have a Black Hulk? Okay, let's try to get us a Black Hulk. God damn it, let's whoever we can find. They would, <laughs> they gonna try to go. <laughs> they gonna be like, oh, it was a, <laughs> it was a black doorman <laughs> in the 1950s book. <laughs> let's make him a superhero. <laughs> Because let me tell you something. They seen them ticket sales and they was like, oh, oh, okay. And the thing about it is, is that black people said this shit was going to sell out and be crazy. And it's already proven to be already like this shit is sold out. Like some theaters is sold out for like a week. It's a wrap. So if you ain't got your ticket, it's like, mm, I guess you're going to be, you, you might as well not leave your house. You might as well not talk to none of your friends. You bet not get on no social media because you know, it's going to be a motherfucker right in the theater giving play by play from three different phones. <laughs> it's going to be whole tweet teams in there, like telling the entire movie. And uh, just on GP, and I know, listen, I understand the bootleg thing is real. I understand that sometimes you just ain't got it to give it to the movie theater. So, you know, you try to do the bootleg thing. But for this one, for this one, go ahead and put that, because this is what's going to lead to more movies like this, more big, big, um, big studios investing in these kinds of movies right so you know put that money up now i'm not saying go in there and buy that expensive ass popcorn and none of that shit like that no i'm saying put get the ticket get the ticket but you know you can go in there with your uh subway sandwich with your hot <laughs> with your hot cheetos from 7-eleven with you know with the big purse and everything thrown in that bitch you absolutely can do that look i'm gonna be in that mug with a whole jug of hawaiian punch and i'm gonna just be sharing it with my neighbors because i feel like that is the neighborly thing to do you know i'm coming in there with my own bag of popcorn that i done popped at my house you understand but and i'm gonna pass it around because you know this is a moment this is like barack's inauguration right it's like this is when we come together, we hugging, and we excited, and we family, and we won. Now, with that said, <clears throat> for the people with newborn babies, okay, God bless you and your, your growing family. 
You know, I wish nothing but the best. I want to pray for you and your health and your strength and your continued success as a unit. But bitch, don't come in this theater with your loud ass baby. If your baby can't shut the fuck up, okay? Don't have your punk ass baby Cause this is the thing. It's one thing when people are talking because nine times out of 10, they're going to say some funny shit or, you know, even if, you know, at least you understand what the fuck is going on. Right. Don't nobody want to hear your punk ass baby in there crying and shit. And don't, and don't do that. Put the hand over the mouth. Talking about some shh, shh, shh. No bitch. Don't shh, 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 shh your ass up out this theater, bitch. This ticket was $18. Ho. You think I want to hear your baby crying? over a fight scene no i don't okay i don't want to smell you trying to change no diaper in the middle middle of the theater bitch i don't want to hear you arguing with your with your child to sit down because your child does, is not paying no goddamn attention to what the fuck is going on now if you need any clarification let me give you the age range that you should be bringing a kid into the theater okay from zero to ten bitch don't bring your kid in the theater after no eight o'clock now before 8 o'clock, you want to go in the theater as a single person with no kids, then you should know that that theater is probably going to have a lot of kids in there. After 8 o'clock, parents of kids that don't be paying attention to the motherfucking movie, bitch. I just feel like this needs to be said. It's unfortunate because some of you motherfuckers act like, you know, we supposed to suffer because you the one wanted to have a baby. No, bitch, we don't have to suffer. And I know this might sound insensitive, but fuck that, okay? We wasn't there when y'all was banging. We didn't get off on none of that action. So why should we have to then be responsible for your mistakes? Okay, I, I, that was too far. I apologize. Your baby is not a mistake unless you feel like it's a mistake. But your baby is a gift from heaven. The angels have jizz in your life and made something beautiful and i'm i'm happy for you I, I look if you like it i love it but here's the deal don't bring your fucking baby in the theater okay and if for the people who work at movie theaters if you're listening to this or whatever if you know somebody working at a theater have them listen to this part don't let these motherfuckers buy tickets and come up in here with their punk ass kids and they big ass strollers and the fucking rattle rattling around and the baby crying and the ba no we no 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 god damn it no No. <sighs> anyway, I'm excited. I hope y'all excited. I still don't know what I'm wearing, but I'm definitely scouting out some fabrics that I'm aware. I'm just going to look, I'm going to keep it all the way Wakanda. I'm going to just take some fabric, wrap it around the parts of my body that need to be covered and then clamp it on with like a big hunk of jewelry. I feel like that's some real Wakanda shit, right? That, yeah. I felt like if Wakanda had a fashion line, it would look like that. Okay. Now, and hey, my gut is going to be out because guess what? In Wakanda, that means I'm living good. <laughs> I'm not one of the Wakanda fighters. I'm more of one of the Wakandan. <laughs> Where do I get my citizenship papers for Wakanda? How do I do that? What is the immigration for Wakanda? That's what I want to know. 
How do I get in here? Them waterfalls look amazing. Speaking of getting the fuck out of here and some immigration. Uh, <laughs> white people. Um, Listen, don't be mad at uh, everybody for calling out y'all bullshit, okay? I think at this point, it should be very clear that y'all got a lot of work to do as a community, as a race, as an overall group, right? Uh, it's reported in Ohio. A youth basketball team was um, kicked out of the league because the team called, they were called, they called themselves, I'm sorry, the Wet Dream Team, which is already like, Youth basketball, y'all calling yourself the wet dream team? Mm. Already a problem. Already a problem, right? But not only did they do that, they had their jerseys. They had the names on their jerseys, like, referencing racist um, terms and words, right? So there was one kid who's on the back of his jersey was Negro, like knee, K-N-E-E, and then grow, like you grow up. And somebody else had the word coon on the back of their jersey. And, you know, here's the thing. These teams, they're, they're not working full-time jobs. They're not paying bills, which tells me that someone went and bought these jerseys. Someone paid... <clears throat> Someone paid to have their names or these names put on the back of their jersey. These kids, regardless of them thinking it's funny, there should have been some adult who said, yo, you little asshole, that's not your last name. That's not your first name. This shit ain't funny. And not only are you not getting that on the back of your jersey, you're not on this team. But here's the kicker. They were three weeks into this Kings Rec basketball season. So how many other teams did they play before some, until you know, how many other people saw these jerseys? How many people approved of these jerseys? How many people allowed them to keep these jerseys on? How many people sat back and said absolutely nothing while these kids went and had this on their shirt? Right? And then what would what would have happened if some black people would have had a salty cracker on the back of their shirt or wet dog, right? Bologna sandwich, it, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of term or whatever, right? What if they'd have had that on the back of their shirt, right? How many how many games would they have been able to play in this tournament? And then you, this is what I mean by white people get your white people, right? This isn't like some old, this is, this is what I'm talking about. It's not going to be black people complaining about it. It's not going to be, oh, you know, us making a big fuss and marching. That stuff helps, but it's, it starts with y'all, with white people saying, yo, this ain't right. I don't, I don't, I condemn this. I don't stand by this. I'm not going to let you be in my presence and do this shit. Right. So shout out to the team that they actually played that said, we're not going to play y'all. And then only then was then the apology came. Cause you know, it's always that bullshit ass apology. Uh, after it's called out, Oh, you know, we didn't mean it like that. That wasn't our intention. Bitch. Yes, it was. And it's listed as a predominantly white team, but I really want to know, does that mean 
only like was it white and then some Hispanic? Was it white and then some black? Because now I got questions about the black people, the black parents, and the black kids that was on his team. Like you're not gonna tell me, oh, it was no other league around. It was they had to know the fuck they didn't. Period. No, did not and should not. And if that's the, and and if that's what they were choosing to do. You absolutely had a responsibility not to put your child in that situation because if they bold enough to put that on the back of their uniforms and go out on the court and play, what do you think they saying to your kid in his face? What do you think they doing to your child at practice, at games, on the bus, on the way to the game, after the game, sitting down to eat? I'm not, I wouldn't put my kid through that for nothing, nothing. But shout out to the Cincinnati Recreational League for uh, kicking the team out. I really am wondering though how long y'all knew about this team and if that was, um, if that was something y'all had already known about. But it wasn't until the uproar that all of a sudden now y'all have something to say about it. I don't know. I wasn't there, but um, the team uh, is for the league or whatever is from seventh to twelfth graders. And this specific team, the wet dream team or whatever, um, seventh grade, what are you, 12, 13? So as a parent, you're okay. I can't even deal with this. This, these are the parents of these kids. Like these kids are the ones that's going to grow up to be Donald Trump. That like these, because you're allowing them, you're allowing these mindsets to fester. You're allowing these, these, um, these ideals about people to fester. Next thing you know, your son grabbing some girl by the pussy and you like, well, I didn't. Yeah, bitch, you did. You raised him just like that because you allow, you didn't step up when you were supposed to step up. Anyway, so the wet dream. I'm like, I'm done with the wet dream team. I can't even deal with that, right? I told you how my mama got down. We couldn't even wear shorts back in the day. So I know good and damn well my mama was not going to let me be on a team called the Wet Dream Team at 12, 13, 14 years old. Hell no. Hell no. And here's the thing about being a parent. That shit your kids do in the streets, that's a reflection of you. So, you know, as as much to blame, like as horrible as it looks to have kids out in the street like that, you can't help but turn and look at the parents like, wow. That's what you're doing? Oh, okay. You know, and then here's the real, like, here's the real, like, audacity of these fucking kids and their parents. They on Twitter tweeting, talking about the uh, the West, Claire, West Claremont is a bunch of pussies, right? Because they're the team that was like, we're not going to play them. Um, and just, like, anyway... But shout out to the parents who spoke up and, and, you know, had the game shut down. And, you know, fuck you to the parents that had let their son go out in the court with that shit on their backs. And then they'll be the ones to start a GoFundMe after they end up playing some kids from the South Side, playing some kids from another city, playing a, playing some kids from the inner city, not only get their ass whooped in the basketball game, but get their ass whooped after the game. And then the parents want to talk about, violence is never the answer. These stuck, no bitch. No bitch. Y'all asked for this. You asked for this ass whooping on the court and off the court. So we're going to give you what you were asking for, bitch. I'm sorry. Let me... Mm. But 
and it's funny, and that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. It's funny because, you know, somebody will be in defense of them like, well, they're just little kids. And this is the luxury that white people get. They get to be kids. They get to be just some crazy kids. And meanwhile, some black kids all going to jail. Meanwhile, 63 black kids at a house party end up going to jail for under an ounce of weed that somebody had. Because we don't get the luxury of, oh, just being some crazy kids. Or, oh, just happen to be in this situation. Or, oh, you know, it's not what everyone is. We didn't mean it like that. Fuck out of here. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. Um, in other news, H&M can kiss everybody ass. H&M, you know the clothing store with cheap-ass clothes and poorly cut clothes that basically, like, if you have any type of thighs and butt, you nine times out of ten can't fit shit in this store. And I ain't even got a big butt, and I can't fit shit in that store. So fuck you, H&M, already. I was already boycotting H&M. But H&M recently had an ad go up of their new hoodies for kids. They're great, right? And uh, the pictures that came out it was a black kid and a white kid that i saw and um the black kids shirt well the white kids shirt said mangrove jungle survival expert right and cute little white kid little justin bieber looked like he already in a boy band at six years old cute little kid and then they have him next to this cute adorable little black kid and his shirt says coolest monkey in the jungle Bitch, what? First of all, so basically you saying that the white kid is a he gonna survive an encounter with the coolest monkey in the jungle? That like is that what we supposed to take from this? How to and then how the hell did like who supervised this? Who set up and was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna put the black kid in the shirt that says monkey. Now People are, some people are arguing, oh, you know, this is not an American company. So they don't, that, um, that whole mindset isn't a part of this country. And it's not something that, you know, they don't, there's not deep seated racism and all that. And so, you know, when, when the shirt came out, that's clearly not what they were thinking, but that's fine. If the shirt is only going to be over there in that country. But don't be putting no fucking black kid in no shirt that say monkey shit and then bring it over here and think we not going to turn up and have a problem and, and have an issue with it. Hell yeah, bitch. Do you know how many black... You know how many black people have been taunted and harassed and possibly even murdered under the under the belief that we're monkeys and less than and not as smart and, you know, animals and all this other shit. So I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, don't take it like that. You taking it to the next level. Guess what? A lot of motherfuckers die because that shit went to the next level. Okay? That's number one. Now, I get it that the mama, um, it's reported that the mother of the child uh, released a statement. And she was like, um, uh, it's not that big of a, uh, we're not from there. And we don't, I'm sorry, I'm giving her a shitty accent, but whatever. Um she's from kenya which i'm like bitch she's kenyan but she lives in sweden now but i'm like bitch you ain't gonna tell me and i'm sorry i'm calling her a bitch but i'm not sorry bitch you're not gonna tell me that 
the term monkey you've never so you've never felt that or heard that or had that associated with blackness or black people and that it's not the same thing and we should get over it and stop crying sis all you gotta say is the check cleared we're good and everybody is gonna know exactly what the fuck you're talking about and we're gonna be like no problem sis enjoy that money we'll take it from here but what you're not gonna do what you will not do is sit up and act like we're overreacting that black people and people of color in other places is all of a sudden like what are you talking about it doesn't mean anything bitch shut up if black people are speaking out, it's because it is a problem. It has been a problem. That's like if you over in a country and they want to wear blackface and you're like, well, blackface doesn't mean well, that's fine, bitch, for you over there. But while we over here, let us have our moment. We're going to turn the fuck up because we got a problem with it. Because just you got to check, bitch. We didn't. We over here, you know, trying to trying not to be disrespected at every turn and you already know once all it takes is one white person saying monkey then all of a sudden they think that shit is cool and they want to bring it back i.e donald trump in the motherfucking white house now all the white people talk about some it's not it's not about being raised now we're just speaking our mind we're tired of being politically correct bitch we know what y'all talking about you ain't motherfucking slick ho sorry <sighs> let me take um two steps forward two steps back because opposites attract. <laughs> you know, it's really aggravating when people try to tell black people that our feelings aren't valid. When people try to tell us that we're overreacting, like we haven't seen, like we don't know our history. Like, we haven't experienced harassment. Like, we haven't gone through and heard from our ancestors, heard from our grand. I'm, listen, I've had conversations with my grandmama and my granddaddy. They've told me things that they've not only seen, heard, but also experienced themselves. So you're not going to tell me shit about overreacting. You're not going to tell me what this country is based in and it's not like that, bitch. No, I've read my history. I invite you to read your motherfucking history. I'm sorry. It's, it's too many F-bombs. Okay. Mama said it's cool. She ain't have a problem with it. That's fine for you, honey. You enjoy that life. But don't tell us not to turn the fuck up. Don't tell us we're exaggerating and overreacting. You take your money. You take your beautiful son. Y'all go on a nice little vacation. We'll handle this, bitch. Because H&M, America's H&M, the, 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 the advertisement that came over here, knew fucking better. And they know better. And I don't want to hear no motherfucking different. And if you work in advertisement, that means you know the history of advertisement. And if you are in America, that means you know the history of American advertisement. So, no, there is no excuse. And I don't want to hear your little bullshit-ass apology. Um, H&M want to come out. Um, what was the H&M apology? Hold on. Let me find it. <sighs> so fucking aggravated. Hold on. <laughs> we sincerely apologize for offending people with this image of a printed hoodie top. The image has been removed from all online channels and the product will not be for sale in the United States. Huh? Bitch, first of all, the apology was late and it was motherfucking whack hole. 
And if black, they probably sat down before they even released an apology. They probably went and looked up the numbers and was like, oh, they spending how much? Yikes. All right, go out there and apologize. Never saying I'm sorry. Never, not even a my bad old shit. Oh, that was, that was in poor taste. Nope. Just straight cut and dry. Of course, they came back after that with the second apology to our customers, staff, media, stakeholders, partners, suppliers, friends, and critics. I'm reading it in my Kellyanne Conway voice. We would like to put on record that our position in relation to the image and promotion of a child sweater and the ensuing response and criticism. Our position is simple and unequivocal. We have got this wrong and we are deeply sorry. That's the second apology. Which should have been the first apology and then the second apology should have been even more heartfelt and like, wow. What were we thinking? I cannot believe that something like this would tarnish our image in our to our customers in the United States. We are deeply sorry. We deeply apologize. And we, you know, as a whatever, whatever, I don't know apology shit. I don't do nothing wrong. <laughs> what, what do I know about apologizing? Um, but it goes on and on. Racism and bias in any shape or form, conscious or unconscious, deliberate or accidental, are simply unacceptable and need to be eradicated from society. In this instance, we have not been sensitive enough to this agenda. Boo! Fuck y'all, H&M. If you really want to apologize, how about you make some jeans that fit bitches with ass and, sh- and hips? Do that first, H&M. Okay, that was, okay. That's just me. Maybe I need to work on my muffin top. It starts at home, people. <laughs> Shout out to Diddy, who, um, being a change we want to see, offered the kid a million-dollar modeling contract. Now, this is before it was reported by the mama what she thought and that it wasn't no big deal and that we was all overreacting. So did he keep your money? Fuck her. Let her keep her. <laughs> Let her keep that little $3,300. <laughs> Let her keep that little $6,000 check she got for her son. You know, they, she clearly don't need that million dollars since, you know, we all overreacted. Bro, you good. Guess what? I got a cute-ass nephew. I got an adorable-ass godson. I got a great nephew. I got, like, I got plenty of friends with adorable kids. They they have amazing smiles, know how to take direction, know how to, like, not afraid of the camera. That bitch don't need that million dollars. Holla at me, Diddy. I got a couple of referrals to send your way. Shit, while you bullshit, I cut all my hair off. <laughs> Show up to the goddamn shit. <laughs> shit. You had our million dollar Molly contracts. Shit. <sighs> you know, it's just, <clears throat> it's so frustrating that, yo, it's 2018. It's, tw- think about that. It is 2018. How is this still happening? 
How is this still, how are companies still doing this bullshit when we've had the internet for at least 20 years, 10 years? Like, <clears throat> and for the last at least like eight years, the internet has been a source so even if you want to claim you don't know, you can at least go on the internet, look on, look up Google, and look up past instances of some shit, and been like, and be like, you know what? I don't think we want to do this because you know what I mean. Where is the motherfuckers that's like, you know, <sighs> that needs to be every company's. That needs to be a position at every company. Every company needs to have somebody who is on the internet doing research. So before they even make a move, they already like, uh, <clears throat> it looks like um, in 2004, uh, Johnson and Johnson had a run in with a Tamika Carlson over like, that's all I'm saying. Do your fucking due diligence at all of these companies. Because at the end of the day, however you feel about black people, guess what, bitch? We're spending money. Making a ditty. Uh, okay, I got some good news because, woof, listen, this news is just like trash on top of trash, on top of dead body, on top of dead baby, on top of uh, open doggy boo-boo bag. Like, oh, my God. Um, In other news, in Diddy news, Kind of, it's like Diddy adjacent news. Mary J. Blige got a star on the Walk of Fame. All right, uh, I'm doing a Mary dance. Y'all just can't see me. Uh, I, uh, uh, okay, now, like, you don't have to see me. You already feel the flow of the Mary dance. Where You don't have to see it. You know what the Mary dance is, right? Uh, anyway, uh, it's like you drunk and almost about to fall over, but you catch yourself and you just go side to side, but, but you end up on B anyway. Uh, that's the Mary dance all day. Okay, so um, but I'm here for Mary. I, I you know, it's like, I, it's like I had all her albums, but I really didn't. But in spirit, I had all her albums. Don't front though, because nobody got all that Mary albums. Like, come on, be real. What's the four one one? Was four one one remixes? Uh, share my world. The one after that. I did have it. I actually had that one. And then it was like, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> the one, though, after Share My World <clears throat> was pretty good. It had uh, that song with Lauren Hill. All that I can say. Do -do 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 -do. That was the joint, right? And it had um, holding a baby with eyes like yours. He said, she said, it's your child. It's a young child. Right? She went off on that. And <laughs> How could you deny your your own flesh and that was a real situation. I felt like that was some real shit that happened. Like, and on that day, as it was happening, Mary was like, let me record this and I'ma just do this as a musical. We're gonna be arguing, but I'm gonna give it to your musical style. <laughs> but yeah, Mary got her star on the walk of fame. Look, I even enjoyed Mary when she did that Tyler, Tyler Perry movie. Don't judge my life. I saw it, yes, because I was doing my part, okay? I was putting black dollars in the theater for black films, okay? What did you do, okay? It was the film she was in. It was her and Taraji P. Henson. It was trash, but at the end of the day, I went. I went. It was good. What was it? Um, bad, bad, I could do bad all by myself, which already is like, girl, that sounds like a church play, but... Hey, I ain't judge it. It is what it is. That shit made more money than I ever made in my life. So, <laughs> right? 
Uh, and at the end of the day, look, Tyler Perry, you call me. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up and I'm going to give you all the overacting you you need. OK, <laughs> you ain't even got to direct me. Just say action. I'm going to go off. You'll be like, why is you crying? You just said hello. I'm, I, I, th- I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> I'm going to go off. You hear me? Don't ask me to play no crackhead. I'm going to fuck around and really smoke some crack. Because <laughs> I'm committed <laughs> to this overacting ass play. <sighs> anyway. Go back. Be respectful. I saw a marionette. It was good. It was the one where Taraji had took over her mama house and mama was missing, ended up dead on the bus because, you know, Tyler Perry always got to do the most. And then she had taken her nieces and nephews, but her man was Brian White and he was like extra aggressive and trying to be thug. But it's like, boy, you light skin, sit down. <laughs> you only going to do so much thugging, okay? It's like when people look at um Terrence Howard. Like, Terrence Howard is not, no, no. You ain't about to be thugging light skin and hazel eyes. <laughs> Who you out here scratching in the face? Sir, sit <laughs> look that's gonna be a bunch of light-skinned people trying to murder me now just to prove a point y'all ain't gotta do all that i believe y'all thug the fuck out i get it y'all thugged out and y'all do facials i'm with it look ain't nothing like some clear ass skin <laughs> i'm sorry this is so stupid anyway congratulations mary diddy was there and you know he had to do his he had to be all on the scene you know how he do it like um T- jimmy jam and terry lewis was there the director from her current film mudbone which is on netflix and i need to see i heard it's amazing uh he was there just a lot of people showing mary love like imagine getting a star on the walk of fame on your birthday that's awesome like you it i can't imagine it gets better than that so congratulations mary congratulations diddy for just being all up in her moment but you know that's how did get down look at the end of the day diddy let me know my cousin my nephews my my you know i got a bunch of kids they love hoodies and they ready to model <laughs> that's horrible um speaking of hoodies i i um i, I left out a part of the story with the h&m hoodie racist debacle I left it out, and it needs to be addressed. So Rachel Dolezal decided to get her old fake ass involved because, you know, she can't just go somewhere and sit down and just disappear into obscurity. She always got to be, bitch, you ain't Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. Don't nobody need you to save the hood, ma'am. Sit down, you and them fake kids you call them black. I, look, I'm not saying they fake. They real humans. I'm just saying I don't think they her kids. I ain't seen no picture of her pregnant. I really believe that she went and got a mixed kid, and now she's trying to claim it as her own. That's how dedicated she is to not being white. She already out here doing weeds and shit. She doing the most. Now she want to have a baby daddy and a kid. Girl, bye. Anyway, so, you know, she had to let her voice be heard like somebody was asking for it. We wasn't We wasn't at all, Dola's all didn't need you didn't ask for you didn't nobody call you didn't anyway so she want to hop her old goofy ass on instagram with her own line of hoodies because she just can't believe you know i have a heart um what she say uh, 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 she's announced that she's protesting h&m as well <laughs> bitch don't nobody care now of course you know like most white people that want to exploit black people and claim you know ownership and want to be a part of the culture but don't really want to be a part of the culture but want to just get whatever she can get and siphon whatever she can siphon out of the culture she want to release her own hoodies and 
right on the front of first of all the green was terrible the green she chose was terrible like i'm not putting my son in that this green looks stupid and then of course anything she do is gonna be wrong i hope you know that it doesn't matter she could have gave a million dollars i've been like yeah she out here giving fake ass money she probably got that shit from the coke brothers because i just don't trust her you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna introduce this new segment called so so you think you're just gonna release a line of hoodies just to combat what somebody else did but you still gonna do it wrong bitch her hoodie is first of all she her hoodie gonna say coolest prince in the hood mm. so because it's for black people it's supposed to be in the hood is that is that what you're saying so why it couldn't just be in the world on earth in the atmosphere, in the universe. Why I got to be in the hood? So you trying to relegate black people to the hood? So what's the difference between in the jungle and in the hood? Probably not nothing in your mind. You just switching up the words. So basically, you ain't no different than H&M. You just using this opportunity to capitalize, to raise a little bit of funds. We don't know where your money going. We don't trust you. You just out here trying to piggyback and hang on to black people take our culture take our words take our image take our take everything that we do and then use to your advantage so next time bitch that's it <laughs> for real real talk though i feel like rachel dolezal wants to be dragged I, there is a real part of me that feels like she, everything she does is for attention because she's just like legit you take that weave out she is a basic bland ass white chick there's nothing special about her there's nothing memorable about her you put her in a room full of 50 other people trust me there's nothing about her that's gonna stand out like oh wow that's interesting it's not but you add in some weave and some braids and this little black child and her whole little story of how she just feels like she's black and, and now you got a story. Now you're memorable. That's what that is. And however she needs to be remembered, she's okay with that. And if you if it's a matter of her getting dragged across every rough surface of black Twitter, she's okay with that. Cause she just out here to sell some books, be seen, and be noticed. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like Okay, but bitch, I need you to to invest in the culture. I need you to give something back to the culture, not just take away from the culture. Because guess what? People have been taking away from the culture for a long-ass time. So what are you going to do different? Anyway, I just need to get that. I'm sorry. It, maybe I would edit it together to go with the other hoodie part, but it's fine. Um, in other news, Meghan Merkel has um, deleted all of her social media. You know, this to me is a celebrity life lesson that I think all of us could really use. If you don't know Meghan Markle, Markle, I said Merkel, Meghan Markle, she's about to marry Prince Harry. She's about to be a princess. I read somewhere she wasn't a princess, but at the end of the day, she's a motherfucking princess. Okay? <laughs> and she's not turning into no frog, bitch. We getting a real ass black princess i don't want to hear shit about she had black one drop rule she's black princess yes finally um so what she did is she got online honey and deleted all of that social media and i'm gonna tell you what 
That's how you do that shit. Don't give people an opportunity to go dragging up and drudging up nothing that you said, liked, and or retweeted because you know they will. That's why when I get ready to run, I'm not running for nothing. I got too much drugs in my system. But what I'm saying is if I were to (laughs) apply for that principal job, (laughs) if I was ever going to try to be the manager (laughs) and... Oh God! If I if I was ever going for the supervisor position at Staples, best believe y'all would not find me online. You think this? <laughs> oh God, I'm so stupid. Anyway, I'm probably gonna have to leave this shit in soon. Anyway, because they're gonna be like, "Ma'am, you are too angry to do anything with us." But. She just went and shut all that shit down. Yes. Because guess what? You're about to be princess. We don't know. You're not even supposed to be socializing with the commoners, honey. Don't even do it. That Shut it all down. I would have shut it down and burned any of the receipts. You hear me? If I needed to have, send somebody in to take Twitter offline until all my shit was gone, I would do that. And Prince Harry probably got the pull to do that. But no. Don't leave these people nothing that they can go dredging up about what you said and what you thought and what you know. What? And then this is the this is the key to all of it. Once you delete all that shit, now you got to work on your poker face. Now you got to work on that face when they do try to bring it up or they do try to say we want to. It's reported that at one time you. Excuse me, I don't. You better get them that Amarosa. That's the one thing I will say about Amarosa ass. She know how to act clueless about some shit, and and be very indignant. If there was, if I was thrown out of the White House, wouldn't there be footage of me, right? Because of course she's not gonna say, yeah, they threw me out. That was messed up. And then he grabbed me by my the back of my shirt, and he grabbed me by my pants, and these was Gucci pants, and he just threw me, and I scraped my knee. She ain't about to do that. She's not about to tarnish her name and or her brand. She know about branding. So she's not going to do that. She's going to hit you with, I don't know what you're talking about. And unless you can produce some receipts, that shit never happened. And I will go to my grave with that. She ain't about to be sitting up. You know what I mean? So shout out to Megan Merkel for taking the step before. She probably got a whole team, though, that was like, okay, we're going to do this, that, 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 and go. And sent the mugs flying out like some damn bees out of the beehive. Relax beehivers i already know beyonce beehive i know y'all over here like bitch well it's only one motherfucking beehive and it only serves one bee calm down calm down i'm just saying giving an analogy an example relax um but the mugs went out running on that mission so I say that to say a lot of times it's people out here trying to make moves, trying to do things, but you still are leaving receipts around and it's preventing you from moving forward. I.e. people who want to talk shit online that ain't got no job and then want to wonder why, oh, I can't every time I'm applying, they don't want to hire me or them bitch. You supposed to get off of Facebook. You supposed to shut your page down. You supposed to make all that shit private. You supposed to put yourself in a position where you can get the position first and then you can get back online and talk some shit after you got some security. It's just like people who want to tattoo their face, tattoo all up and down their damn neck, tattoo all the way down to their wrist and the back of their hand, and they want to be complaining about they ain't got no job and can't get no job and don't nobody want to hire them because you are leaving receipts out here. You are not, listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm passing judgment, and I may not, and it may be wrong, and it's fucked up, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Don't think you're going to show up to my job looking like you about to hold the whole place hostage and rob everybody 
anybody with that goddamn neck tattoo and a cross and a, and a gun on your forehead and think I'm about to hire you. Hell no. No, sir, I'm not. I, what does that say? Ready to die at all time? All right, well, thank you so much. You know what's crazy? The job just got filled. But good luck out there. You know, I think you're a really great person. No, I'm not. And, and you can't be mad about it. Like, I'm... I'm just telling you what the world is, that the world is real. And just because you want to do, do it, don't mean that you're in a position to just do it. Now, unless you out here building apps that people don't know about, unless your ass done figured out um, artificial intelligence, you got the cure for cancer, or you doing some extra live shit that, that is going to put you in a position where you don't ever have to ask nobody for a job and don't nobody have to hire you, then you need to act accordingly and make sure that you're not alienating yourself out of the job market and ruining your damn future. So thank you, Meghan Markle, for our celebrity life lesson. I hope that, yeah, that all mm, tattoos. Okay, shut it down. Receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's same family. Same family. All right, this last story is what everybody is talking about. I, t I spoke a little bit about it at the top of um, the show, said I was going to do it later, and here we are. So your boy was, uh, you know, uh trump 45 uh fucking retard and you know i don't even use that word but i feel like in certain situations you can use that word to describe donald trump i absolutely would use the word retard and i don't give a fuck how you feel about it you can put it in my inbox and then you can put it up your ass i don't care and I don't want to hear shit about it. that's our president and the fuck out of here. He lost the privilege of anybody respecting him in the office of presidency from the moment he got in there. office. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't respect him. I'm like Maxine Waters. I don't respect. He's not respectable. I don't respect him. And fuck him. I mean, at this point, for real, fuck him. Straight up. Like, there's not. There's no nothing redeeming about Donald Trump. Period. And just the idea that this clown is the fucking president is already just beyond, beyond me. But fine. Tomato, tomato, bitch. <laughs> well, he was in a meeting for immigration. They're trying to pass comprehensive uh, immigration reform, which, first of all, comprehension and Trump in the same sentence and or thought. I'm already off board, but fine. So while in this meeting, he posed a question wondering why we're accepting immigrants from shithole countries like Haiti and countries in Africa. Although I'm sure he probably thought he's probably one of them white boys that think Africa is just one country, but fine. Right. He said Haiti and some nations in Africa, but I'm sure if you caught him in a conversation, he would absolutely say, you know, Africa, the country, Africa, stupid ass. Anyway, um, and this was a firestorm, right? Everybody's talking about it. Now people are, is Trump racist? Are y'all asking that question? Like get the, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even get into that because at the end of the day, if you are somebody who's on the fence of whether or not Trump is racist, Get the fuck out my face. Like, already get the fuck out my face. If you saw what he did with the Central Park Five and you didn't think that was racist, if you saw the housing practices that him and his father had and you didn't think that was racist, the fact that he's demanding that Barack Obama show his birth certificate, if you thought all of that shit wasn't racist, then fuck you. So this whole idea, this whole conversation of, is Trump racist? I'm not doing that. 
because we know the answer. And if you don't know the answer, then that's your problem. You can go have that conversation with the 53% of white bitches that voted for him because I'm not going to do it with you, right? Never mind the fact that all the people that's now trying to remix and say, well, he, uh, he, uh, that's not what he meant. And, you know, because he's got that whole team of people around him, which I, I feel like, yeah, that's what you need. If you're going to be an asshole in that position, then you absolutely need some people that's going to be there to pick up the slack and lie about everything that you said. Not that he's not already lying, talking about that ain't what I said, bitch, but it is what you said. Which is the same reason why they don't never want cameras in the room, why they don't never want any anybody that can record what the fuck they're actually saying. This is the reason why. Because he's whenever he's in a conversation, whenever he's talking, what he really thinks comes out. And this right here is what he really thinks. He also went on to say, we need more people from places like Norway. Oh, okay. So, this is part two of the so segment. So, Norway, like uh, pure white people in Norway? Oh, okay. So, you know, you want people to come in here that look more like you and the bitches that you fuck or pay for and pay that pee on you? So... You know, and I'm not going to even get into that because, like I said, that that absolutely represents exactly what he thinks and, and is a reflection of the things that he has done in his past. So it's no surprise, right? But my issue is <clears throat> this ongoing mindset of people who feel like Haiti, just for the expansion of its existence, has always been this country trapped in turmoil that africa and nations in africa are just have always been you know these horrible places and black people are so lucky to be here because that's what that that's that's what that really goes back to that mindset of well y'all should be happy to be in america y'all should be happy we letting you in here you should be happy that we allowed you to stay in america because otherwise you'll be in africa you'll be and look how it look over there but nobody wants to address the fact that africa and haiti and nations where brown people come from are in a situation that they're in because they were raped of their people that they were raped of their resources raped of their land like that is a huge fucking factor like let's not act like these people didn't ship black people over here to what make this shithole what I mean, no, and that's not no shade to Native Americans, nothing like that, because Native Americans had a certain way that they were living, and they had that shit right. They knew how the buffalo moved. They moved with the buffalo. They lived off the land. They was one with the spirits and the animals, and that shit is tight. But the first people who came, the people who came here, the, the invaders, the first immigrants, right, were white people from Europe. And let's be very clear. Let's not act like, you know, the white people who came here were these amazing explorers and and these wonderful people them people that was on that mayflower were thieves and rapists and the shithole uh citizens of europe that's who was on that shit don't act like it was professors and 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 fuck it no they was the cast offs they was europe opened up their jails and was like here y'all get on this ship and get the fuck out of here we'll never want to see you again those are the people that came to America. Don't act like that was all doctors and lawyers. Get the fuck out of here. No. And you knew that they were rapists and thieves based on what they came over here and what they did to the Native Americans who welcomed them and fed them and showed them how to hunt and gave them food. And what did they turn around and do to them? So don't act like, you know, 
the people who come from Haiti, who come from nations in Africa, who come from um, all of these countries that you feel like are beneath uh, white Americans who come here, who are the doctors and lawyers, please. Y'all act like the only doctors in this country is white people. You act like the only lawyers in this country is white people. No, it's not. Get your ass on the internet and look up, start looking up doctors and see how many Patels pop up. I've done it. And that's not, that's not me being, you know, narrow-minded. I'm telling you straight up. I just can't think of no other names. But if you go down the list, they're not traditional American last names. No, they're going to be some immigrant last names. When immigrant, and, and, anyway, I ain't got to do this because I already know who I'm talking to, but I just, you know, I think, I just have to get my frustration out because when white people say shit like this, then it invites these other snagger too fast, no too fast, fucking black lung ass white people, meth addicted ass white people to want to show up and show out like they out here the game down. No, bitch, you're not. You're not. And at the very end of the day, everybody who's in this motherfucker, no matter what country you come from, you are here because black people laid that first foundation for America. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care if you, well, my family came from Italy and blah, 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 blah. guess what, bitch? Your family wouldn't have had a motherfucking country to come to. They wouldn't have even wanted to come to this motherfucker if black people wasn't here. A part of the first, we were the first, we laid the economic foundation for this country. We are the reason anybody even came here because otherwise it would have just been Native Americans here living off the wind and the, and the land and one with the people and running with wolves and they would have been getting their whole ass life and all everybody else would have been right in their own country. But because black people are the people who establish the foundations of America. Not, I'm not talking about the laws. Even some of the laws are based around the fact that black people were here and used as material goods. We were the first economic... Anyway, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to just get frustrated and I'm going to be mad. But at the end of the day, shout out to all the black people. Shout out to the ancestors. Shout out to all the people who truly, truly laid the foundation. The blood, sweat, and tears that it took to really create America. The innovation, the culture, the music that black people infuse into this country. It's the reason, it's what travels around the world. It's the reason why Michael Jackson was over in and Scotland selling out countryside. It's the reason why Beyonce goes around the world and sells that shit out. It's the reason why Jay-Z and Kanye West sell out tours across Europe. It's the, we are, we, 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 us, black people, our culture, our flavor, our swag. That's what we do, period, point blank. All right, guys, fuck you, Donald Trump. Thank you so much for... Thank you so much for listening to Black Ass Podcast. Um, that's I'm going to leave it right there because my mic is breaking up. But, hey, guess what? You can donate to my podcast and help me get a new microphone. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash blackasspodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash blackasspodcast. And make a donation, however big, however small. I appreciate whatever you have to give. It helps me to continue to bring you the podcast, you know, and hopefully soon bring you in more guests like I had. Uh, and another big thanks to Tanya Sharice Odoms, who was on the first episode back, Black Grief. And I've gotten so many messages and, and emails. I said letters. How old am I? 
from people who heard the podcast, heard our exchange, and it really did what I had hoped it would do. It started a conversation. And, you know, I really hope that it has inspired a lot of a lot of people to just reach out and talk to somebody like, you know, I'm realizing that we are as a collective human society and it's specifically black people we're in a lot of pain for a lot of different things that we're going through and trying to go through and trying to get through and you can't do it by yourself you can't do it sitting in a house smoking blunts and you know drinking and you ain't gonna party it away I mean it helps but it's not gonna it's not gonna be resolved it's not gonna help you find any true peace so um thank you Sharice Odoms for coming in and talking talking through um that episode with me but your donation to patreon helps me bring other guests in so p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash black ass podcast um of course you can follow the podcast on facebook twitter instagram and you can find it on soundcloud itunes stitcher Podbean. it's on the laughly app it's on the laughable at it's on um pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. I think black ass podcast is there. And of course you can find me hrcomedy.com. If you're going to be in LA January 22nd, that's coming up pretty soon. I'm going to be at the UCB theater. I'm doing the show. If you build it, it's going to be a lineup of awesome comedians. So come out. I will keep you posted with more updated shows. Um, all right, guys, that's it. Thanks. Peace.